This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. And we are back on the DTC pod. Welcome back, everybody. Today's episode, we have an awesome guest with us. We're going to be talking about customer service customer support, customer experience, all of that good stuff. Um, and today on the podcast, we've got Stephanie Robiliard, who's the head of customer experience at Exter, a wallet brand that aims to provide innovative solutions for organized access. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you? Where are you calling in from today? I'm really good, thank you. I'm just calling in from the Netherlands in Amsterdam. So it's uh, in the evening here. Nice. Very cool. So totally different time zones because I, I call him from Austin, but uh, excited to have you here. I know we've got a lot to unpack. You're super passionate about customer experience and everything that's that's in that realm. But before we dive into all of that fun stuff, if you want to give a quick little intro about yourself, tell the audience like uh, a little bit more about yourself, what Exter does and uh, what you specialize in for the team. Yeah, exactly. So I'm originally from New Zealand, as you can probably tell with my super strong accent. And I've been living in the Netherlands for the last three years, always working for Exeter. I moved for the job and we started out as a wallet company uh, with a tracker card, a solar power tracker card, that if you lose your wallet, you can track it via an app on your phone. And then we decided to add more products, creating products with a bit more innovative side, thinking about all the specific details. And yeah, it's really growing uh, quite a lot. We uh, began on Kickstarter in 2016, and now we're continuing to grow, and yeah, and mostly in the US. In terms of like what I'm doing, I first started out, I would say more just customer service, and then grew into the head of the department. So at the moment, I'm specializing like and the customer experience of the service, the support, and the operations. So I built the customer service team that we have at the moment. And then on the side, I work on projects uh, that affect any uh, anything to do with the customer and any of their journey and touch points. Very cool. So you've grown a lot through your role with Exter. Talk to me about like what the what was the team like when you when you first joined? What is the team like today? When I first joined, there was no customer team. It was just me. And I came and it was a bit chaotic, a lot of logistical problems that customer service uh, usually has to deal with. Now uh, we have uh, people in the Netherlands and then I have two uh, support locations, like contact centers, one in the Philippines and one in Argentina. And this was basically to cover 24-hour support so we can offer support to customers every time of the day. And especially in Argentina, because our biggest market is the US. And so we wanted to focus on those high purchase periods of when our customers really need us. Yeah. How did you figure some of that out? I guess like, you know, you've built, I guess, the the whole customer experience team, customer support team at Exter. What was that process like when you first kind of got started? Like, what were some of your early goals? How did you decide how you wanted to to build a team out and and make some of those decisions on where to focus on? Yeah, definitely. So at first I came in and it was just a bit of total chaos and a lot of fires. And I think it's really important when you walk into that is you just figure out, okay, what is going on? So what we did was we just got all of the tickets down to make sure that people were getting a response in a 
normal time and then figuring out, okay, what are the operational aspects of service do we need? And we need, you know, proper returns policy. We need a returns portal. Uh, we need good FAQs. We need uh, good reporting structures and then slowly building on top of that. And so when I started, it was just me and I kind of tamed it down a little bit and then we realized, okay, we have quite a huge volume. We decided to uh, start hiring some interns to help with the volume and then we realized, okay, we want to build a scalable team and this was able to do that through uh, Philippines and Argentina that we could, yeah, easily hire people who wanted to stay with us for a long-term instead of interns and then grow that out and uh, work from there. So I know you mentioned like uh, something that you learned, I guess, early on was that a lot of the business does happen over here in the U.S. Talk to us a little bit more on like how you are able to to meet the demand over there for for support. Like what are what are some of the things that you're looking at in terms of like either metrics or other indicators that have kind of helped you? maintain and and scale the operations of that so that way you know your customers really get the highest quality of support that they can get exactly so we try to focus a lot on self-service faqs it's really important it's always important to have really nice it systems where people can uh, serve themselves such as a nice returns portal or a clean uh, flow through your website but it's also really important that some customers prefer just to talk to someone so what we do is, yeah, we hire in areas that are able to support that U.S. time zone. Then they're able to reply straight away and give them the service that they need. And, yeah, I think uh, what I've noticed is definitely the American customer is very different from the European customer. And fast, supportive service is a lot more important in the U.S. Yeah, uh, let's talk about that a little bit too, because I think that's that's something that's really interesting there. Uh, you know, we have listeners that do just U.S. selling, others that sell in other countries, others that might be considering selling in other countries. From the customer experience perspective, like what are some of the key differences there or, or things that people should be aware about when considering selling to, to multiple markets? I think you just also need to really understand the psychology of the buyer. People are just different all over the world, whether they're in Asia or the America or Europe, and understanding what drives them. And also in Europe is such a huge market in general. In Scandinavia, it's very different to Spain. So focus on one and do it well and understand the psychology of why people buy and uh are they impulse buyers? Do they like to be handled through email? Do they like to be uh, handled through a chatbot? And first using data to understand what they want, and then you're able to easily provide it. And it's better to do it that way than just give people what you think they want. And then that doesn't work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking to like Exter's specific business what are some of those key learnings that you found on how what what people and like if you can give like a an example or two of how people in different markets might have different expectations um specifically for for your brand yeah what i've really found with customers from the us is that service is so important that you know you could have a broken product or a warranty or a product that doesn't meet your expectations, but you can retain that customer if you provide them amazing service. 
and we have it with customers who maybe they receive a defective product and we provide them with amazing service that they're still loyal fans of the brand. Or you move to Europe or move to the Netherlands and uh, service is not really a huge thing here. So people just want to know that what they get works the way it said it was. Um, no flashy words. And if it breaks, they probably don't want another one. Yeah, those are those are great points. And I'm, I'm sure that probably helps your, your marketing team as well. There's probably some decisions on that end um, also. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So you've basically built out this customer experience team from scratch. What are some of the key learnings? And I know you talked about like some of those differences in markets and things like that, but what are some other key learnings that you've had while working on uh, building out this team? And uh, if there's anything that you wish you would have known when you when you started, uh, that would be cool to dive into as well. I think the biggest thing that I learned was trying to show the value of what the customer has to say to everyone else. Because I know how important it is and I think it's amazing. But to yeah, discuss that with other departments to turn your metrics into metrics that they understand and they can do something with them. And it can be very difficult to put a number on service and experience. It's not like it brings in a specific dollar sign. So what we really found was really important was uh, having this voice of the customer where you take qualitative and quantitative feedback and data and put it into actionable points and insights for other departments, like um, for product, uh, to tell them what is happening with their product and how they can make it better, or for marketing and for uh, marketing funnels, you know, this newsletter didn't do so well, for social media, for the website, that then people start to realize actually customer service is important and the experience of the customer should be a strong pillar for your brand. And I think it's easy to say in hindsight, yeah, it's important, but to figure out how you can make it important for other people in your team is, is really hard. You kind of have to get to really know your team members. Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trend's exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more, all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D dot I-O slash podcast. And look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. Yeah, it's it sounds like data is also something that you're you're super interested and super passionate about. Even talking through that, like what are some of the quantitative and qualitative like measures that you look at in your your day to day that kind of helps uh, drive the your part of the the business to be successful? Yeah, so we work really hard with first response time and resolution time, like customer satisfaction. And also what we do a lot is uh, at the end of every month, all of the agents, they will send me an update of what the customers have really been saying. Um, because I think you can look at a bunch of tagged conversations and you can say, okay, well, this is our biggest tag. But to really know what that means, you need some qualitative data and feedback. And the people to best give that are agents. They're there all day. So yeah, by using that qualitative data, that's how we kind of make the more interesting, meatier parts to make actionable points. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Let's talk a little bit about customer experience and the customer journey as well. Um, customer experience obviously like impacts a, a lot of the customer journey. What parts do you think in in your mind do of the customer journey should customer experience be participating in? You know, whether that's from all the way at when someone's like first looking at a product to being a repeat customer, like where does customer experience fall into that? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so I think that uh, customer experience should have a say in everything. You should really be doing what you're doing for your customer. And that's really important that we best know the touch points in the journey and what drives uh, the customer. I don't think that all of the touch points customers really understand. Some are touch points that are a bit more internal or some touch points are only for specific customers. But the customer journey is the best when every department in an e-commerce business works together, that uh, we all kind of have a seat at the table and that uh, I can speak with, you know, um, marketing, I can speak with products because everyone in e-commerce, which I think is a little bit different from some businesses, that everyone has such a huge weight in the customer that, yeah, working together makes for a stronger brand. Very cool. Those are great insights over there. So even thinking about, um, you know, what kind of conversations that your customers might be having with your support team, like what are some examples of like, when you feel potentially that customer experience needs to kind of like, step in and take like a bigger role and help like outline or improve like one of the processes of the customer journey? Yeah, I would say anything with operational side that customer service will always provide kind of the feedback. And then the operational experience side is able to step in and uh, figure out, okay, uh, we're in this customer journey, are we lacking? And how do we, uh, yeah, figure out what the customer really wants? And I think, uh, yeah, it's so important that customer experience really like, uh, yeah, they drive what the customer wants and pushes it into different departments. That's awesome. I love that. So one of the things that we also mentioned before we recorded this episode when we were going back and forth on on email a little bit that I thought that stood out in uh, one of the emails that you sent over was that in this new like COVID world, the importance of customer experience is stronger than ever. Can you elaborate what you mean on that and even walk us through like some of the changes that you've seen in in real life within your own team. Yeah, definitely. I think just in the last few years that service has become such of a bigger pillar in brands than product. And you can usually see this with like service uh, software as a service company and that they are pumping so much money and resources into these uh, customer success, customer service agents and that you can fall a bit behind on a product, but if you succeed in the service or the experience, the customer will be retained. And we have that with our warranty process. I mean, you would think that if someone needed to claim a warranty, maybe they wouldn't um, want the product again. And we've found that actually some of our biggest supporters of our brand, they have had a warranty claim which is strange, but I know even not with myself, I had a pair of pants that ripped and the next day the brand, they called me and they said, oh, we're really sorry. You know, that's not what we want. 
And I totally forgot about that the pants broke and I felt so good inside that someone had taken the time to call me. And I think that's the whole thing about customer experience is you're trying to pull this uh, emotional feeling from the customer and that with COVID, yeah, people probably realize, you know, maybe a feeling is a bit more important than the product. They work together, but I think, yeah, to keep the customer and to pull that emotional side, then it's easier to retain them. So since you do sell in like multiple markets, I'd be curious to kind of learn like if you feel like some of that has shifted in Europe as well, like being more like into customer service or whether it's still kind of like uh, the same process that you talked about before where like product is really the the biggest driver of, of retention there. I would say a little bit. It definitely doesn't compare compared to the US. Um, but yeah, people are starting to really realize like, okay, we. I think more on the business side than the customer side, that if you want a competitive product, then your service needs to be the best. Because in this market, there are a lot of products that are the same. And how do you differentiate your product from someone else's? And if you can provide amazing service, that is probably the best winner in terms of a product that doesn't maybe doesn't really have that many different features from another. Yeah. I want to talk a, a little bit too about like what best service means to you. Um, what are some of the things that, that you kind of work on with your team or if there's like anything unique that you do to help provide like a really incredible customer experience or any examples that you have to share? We'd love to hear those. Yeah, we are. So one of our lines is give every customer the benefit of the doubt that nine times out of 10, uh, the customer is genuine. They are just coming to you with their problem. Um, They need some help. They have a question. And of course, maybe one out of the 10 times someone is trying to have one over on you. But if you treat the customer as, you know, this is the only customer that you've had all day and you truly believe what they're saying it really catches on and you make that person feel for five minutes that they're your only and first customer. And of course, someone is always going to try to do something, you know, get a free return, lie that they did something. But if you stick by that, then people are always happy. And yeah, then people stay. Yeah, that's great advice over there. Let's talk a little bit too about um, brand growth as well. I, I think that a lot of people typically put this on the the marketing side of the business to kind of power brand growth. Customer experience isn't really involved in customer acquisition, but it is definitely highly involved in the retention aspect, which can drive brand growth from uh, you know increased uh, lifetime value and and all of those things. What are some of those things that you kind of look at and, and push your team on the customer experience side to drive brand growth? Yeah, so definitely uh, with the support side, uh, we work with like upselling strategies, not in your face uh, sales tactics, but just figuring out what does the customer want and maybe we can upsell some, yeah, some easy products. But in terms of driving growth in the brand, as I mentioned before, the voice of the customer, I think is so strong in making every department better. And, you know, to uh, ask for feedback or take the, data from returns uh, or the data from uh, warranty claims um, or just looking at issues. Uh, you know, what are people saying? Did the something on the newsletter fail? And the people who reach out to your brand and if there's a problem, generally are the 
people that actually like the product. You know, I think if all the times where I've had a bad experience, I just forget about the brand and I don't really say anything. So I think those are the the best customers to keep because they also want you to succeed. And yeah, taking all that information from what the customers have to say and using it in all the touch points to make all departments grow and work together is, yeah, I think really good for growth. That's awesome. That's super helpful over there. You know, as we're kind of like coming to the end of the podcast, what are some final tips that you have for customer experience teams that might be listening in? Yeah, I think it's uh, hard. I think just know your team and know your customers and listen to your agents and listen to the people in your team who are in contact with your customers all the time. They're the ones that know them the best of what they want and don't just look at a number. I think it's really easy to look at a number and say, well, this is our this is our response time, this is our resolution time, and this is our customer satisfaction. But actually deep dive into what are the customers really saying and also what are the agents saying? That they could also provide some valuable insights that it helps so much with growth that it's really important, especially if you work in like a seasonality using those low periods like uh, middle of the year to work on the feedback and like become stronger the next year. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's great advice. As we're kind of wrapping up, one, one question I always love asking towards the end of the podcast is like, what's next for Exter? What are you and the team working on? Uh, what are you even working on in the customer experience side of things? Like talk to us about that. Yeah, so we have a lot of uh, cool new products starting, which I definitely cannot share because they don't come from me. But some re- some really uh, cool ideas and some things that they- we're going to start working on in December and January to you know make uh, more uh, different lines. And in terms of customer experience, so of course I want to grow the team a bit more, um, have some more people in the locations that we're in, but also a bit more IT, things like self-service, which is really important. I would like to start offering phone service to our customers. Not everyone wants it, but sometimes some people do, and I want to be able to service everyone. And also uh, I'm working on specific types of service based on the customer profile. So pulling in customer data to see, okay, this customer is X, they prefer this type of service and then having different uh, funnels for that. Yeah, love it. Well, we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on uh, what you're up to and pay attention to things on the website and and those things. Um, Stephanie, it's been awesome having you on the podcast today. Lots to unpack in a in a short amount of time um, on, on customer experience, which is which has been great. Yeah, thank you so Before much. I let you go, where can people learn more about Exter? And if you have any other links that you want to share or have people follow you anywhere or, or things like that, uh, feel free to drop those as well. Yeah, so our website is www.exter.com, so E-K-S-T-E-R. And we also uh, have Instagram, which is Exter Wallets. Awesome. Great. Well, we'll definitely leave those links in the, the show notes. Um, Stephanie, awesome having you over here today. Really appreciate you joining the podcast. Thank you so much. All right. Well, hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode of the DTC pod. If you did, feel free to drop us a quick rating and subscribe and we'll see you next time.